everyone, and welcome back to Purple Nuna Podcast. I am Stephanie Conti, and I am here with... Why am I blanking? The indigo. There we go. The indigo to my hamster, Savannah Lanause. Hi. You ever have those moments where you're just like, you look off into like one position in like the room you're in, and then you're just gone. Yeah. It's like a stare. You're You're just like, whoa. Right. You left the body. I do that often. (laughs) It's a little scary. (laughs) But how are you? I'm good. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy 2021. Happy, happy New Year. Yes, yes. Um, we're starting off with a, a little bit of a newer movie this year. But before we get into that stuff, Savannah, you doing good? How's everything going? How's school? How's school is good. I got some B12 shots. I don't know if I said this last podcast, but I'm like... Oh, yeah. You were flying last time during last filming. Yeah, I was. I'm coming down a little bit now. <laughs> so I... Got some cold brew today, and I let me tell you, I'm doing good. What about you? Ooh, speaking of coffee, I'm doing good, but I ordered an espresso machine. I saw I it. I ordered it. I ordered it, but I'm nervous because I've been waiting so long for this thing to come in, and I just checked because at first it was like, oh, it'll be here between the 11th and the 13th. So today, you know, the day we're filming this is the 11th, I'm like, let me look and see. Let me let me see. Like, what's the the shipping like, dude? It says it's back ordered, and I'm like, don't tell me it's gonna be like a few months till I get this thing. That would because they sold out all of it on Amazon. The same like the the same espresso machine I want is sold out of Amazon, and it's not available in stock till February. That's really sad. That so I'm like, sense. oh my god. I mean, I got a really great deal on it, so it's definitely worth the wait. Okay. I think I got it like $200 off. But nice. I'm like, I bought all, I bought the syrups. I bought the mugs. I bought the syrup pumps to um, make my lattes and just prepared. bring everything to a whole new, but it's just sitting in my pantry now antagonizing me. I'm I mean, yeah, I could, I could make it. I could make stuff without the <laughs> But now it's like, no. It's not the same. This no, is not what I've been waiting for. It's the anticipation. I understand. Man, it's it's gonna be like a a, a little bit of a tearjerker day when I when I finally get it in. <laughs> oh, let us know when you get it in. You gotta give us a review. Oh, definitely, definitely. I'll I'll share my little recipes. I'll make like little movie inspired recipes too. Oh, that'd be nice. Kind of like what cute. Bob's Burger does. And like the background, you see like the burgers different every day. Every time it'll be a different latte. It'll be like a cheesy, cheesy name. That'd be great. We'll make it a segment on the podcast. Perfect. I mean, I used to have a coffee with Conti. Yeah, just revamp it. My, my thing. It. Wow. Rise it back up from the grave. I'm down. Yeah. I think you should go for it. Yeah, definitely will. So today we're going to be talking about uh, a movie called Arch Enemy. And real quickly before we get into the movie and the synopsis and everything, I do want to talk about the company behind it, uh, Legion M. No, this is not sponsored. I wish. Hint, hint, hint. (laughs) Um, But um, And I also want to do a disclaimer just because I have worked with Legion M before. 
I want to put that out there because I don't want people to then go on my Instagram and then see that I worked on G and Silent Bob Reboot, which was a Legion M picture, which by the way, you should go check it out and support me um, and Legion M. But I don't want people to do that and be like, wait a minute, was this sponsored? Was this all fluffed? Right. No. Despite everything, I do love Legion M, but I do know how to separate a company and people who I re- like and appreciate and really enjoyed working with from a movie. So I just wanted to preface, pref- preface, preface, preface that before we begin. Um, and also know that Legion M, uh, once again, not a sponsor, but it could be, um, <laughs> is a really, really cool um, production company. And like, it's very different from any other production company. And I like this just because I'm such a film nerd. And if I can do like, get into any way, like have my name on something or get a credit or just feel like I was a part of something. I love doing it. Um, Legion M is actually considered to be like a fan run slash fan owned company, meaning that there are um, anyone can be an investor within the company. And with being that you actually get to have a say um, and voice your opinion on what movies they like, what movies that they're going to bring in and things like that. And I really like it because I've always wanted to go to like Sundance and all those like festivals. And they actually have this one little tool called like the Film Scout. And you get to see trailers, you get to see like, you pretty much get to vote in advance, like what movies you think they should acquire, what movies you would want to see, things like that. So it's really, really cool because like, if you have a hard time like following like Sundance news and things like that, it might be a little bit different this year, but it's really, really a cool website. And they're really like, I know a lot of people within the company and they are just such a cool company. Um, and they've also done, like I said, this movie, Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. And man, th- I could really sell a promo for them. <laughs> yeah, you're doing a great job. Thank you. Thank you. Um, they did Jay and Silent Bob Reboot, which I was on. And um Mandy. Mandy was like their first big new movie, which I still haven't seen, but I have the soundtrack. It's a killer soundtrack. That could be the next one we review from them. And I think with this movie that we're going to be reviewing today, I believe it is our first, could be wrong, superhero movie. You know what? I think you're correct. I, I'm trying to recall. I don't think we've done a superhero movie before. I know on our list we had Chronicle, which not so distant future spoiler alert um, is one of my favorites. Um, so we, I, I don't think we're we're, we're probably not, not going to touch like the the Marvels, the DC, because everyone, their mother and their grandmother have seen it. You know? Yeah, not for us. We we've had not discussions about it. We had discussions about it. I think on the podcast. Oh man, you mean oh yes. The time I, I ripped apart Justice League. Yeah, the director. I don't know how that happened, movie. but I went into what was the Guardians review? Of the pool, that one? Remember that? Oh yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was making a lot of Guardian the owl uh, the Owls of Gahool references <laughs> quite a bit when I was talking about Justice League. Um, but yeah, so today we're going to start off with our first ever uh, reviewing our superhero movie um, called Arch Enemy. And let me tell you a little bit about it. Came out this year, or technically last year, um, and it's about Max Fisk claims to be a hero from another dimension who fell through space, um, from fell through time and space to Earth, where he has no powers. No one believes his stories except for a local team named 
Hamster. And it is written and direct, directed by Adam Egypt Mortimer. And it stars um, Joe, I believe it's pronounced Mangianello. Uh, I'm Italian. It sounds right. Or mm, mm, I've always said it like very quickly as Manganello, but that doesn't. I'm Manganello. Manganello was Manganello, but I so I haven't seen him in a lot either. Like I haven't seen him in too too much, so I'm not sure. I don't know how to pronounce his name. So okay, but anyway, Joe Manganello as Max Fist. It also stars um, Zoli Griggs, Skylin Brooks. Um, and uh, Paul Shear, Joseph D. Reitman, and Glenn Howerton. Um, so before we talk about, you know, the spoiler bits and all that stuff, um, Savannah, without any spoilers, what did you think of this movie? I think the movie had, gave a lot of potential for future superhero movies. I thought the story was really unique. In the beginning, it actually gave me, like, Hancock vibes. And though that movie was a train wreck, I always, like, <laughs> I always liked the the uh, the idea of having, like, a fallen superhero. So I thought they did a really unique job with how they sort of presented us with this hero. Um, if you're looking for, like, a different story, this is definitely it. And I talked to Stephanie about it a little bit when we were briefly going over it before we recorded that I like the movie because we don't get a lot of original superhero content anymore. It's all pretty much the same, same storyline, you know, villain hero sort of standoff. Especially yeah, it's, it's definitely a plug and chug recipe, yeah. you know? So seeing original storylines gives me a lot of hope for the future. And I think Legion M did a really good job with giving us the story. Uh, those are definitely, I, I really like Joe Manangelo, Manangelo. Joe M. Let's just keep it Joe with Joe M. I really, really not like it anymore. his role in the movie. I thought he was a surprising pick, but it definitely paid off. I haven't seen him in a lot, just to be honest. I think he was in Magic Mike. That's where I know him from. Yep. Uh, so to see him in something. I know he does comedy. So to see him in something. Well, oh, he was in Reboot. I met him on Reboot. Yeah. So he does a lot of comedy stuff. So to see him in a different role was very rewarding. And like I said, I think the story's really strong. There were a few negatives, but overall, a solid movie. What did you think? Yeah, I honestly think, like, I really commend uh, any any production for trying to really hit that... Try to make a superhero movie. Like, because it's, it's so crappy to say for lack of a better word because whenever a superhero movie is made you're automatically going to be con- you know compared to billion dollar franchises yeah. and things like that it, it's like if someone was like i want to make a wizard movie it'd be impossible not to compare it to something like harry potter oh, same no, thing yeah. with this i i think it's incredibly ambitious and you know what it works and it, it pays off i've always been a fan of more because I think the superhero genre in a lot of aspects is very overdone, but in also yeah. a lot of other different aspects is totally, you know, never looked at or never, you know, examined and stuff. And I feel like it really hits that area where even though there are some slight comparisons and things that you can 
relate it to because it's a superhero movie, of course, but it really I think it also goes beyond a superhero movie, too. I think it really can just stand alone as a good action movie, as a good drama movie. Um, so without spoiling, um, do I recommend this? Yeah, I definitely think I I recommend it. Just I feel like if someone doesn't like it, and this movie I don't think is meant for everyone. Like if you love Marvel, DC, yeah, I can see you being disappointed with this movie because you're going in with like baller expectations you know you're going in with like expecting the big guns expecting this but don't go in if you if you're expecting that don't go in this movie I definitely think I mean I still recommend it it's very entertaining but if you're looking for something different if you're looking for ultimately a indie film take on it then yeah I say totally go for this movie I I agree for sure yeah. So let's get now into the specifics with acting. So let's talk about Joe M in this movie. Um, as you said, he, you know, I think sadly he's one of those people where when you hear his name, people are going to think, oh, shirtless man. And yeah. I really like that he stepped out of, and I don't want to say comfort zone, but I, I feel like he stepped out of his his typecast. And I'm really happy that they did give him a shot because from seeing him in this movie, I was like, oh man, like I really hope they give him a role as it like a more more serious roles over time. Yeah. Like I, I really hope so because he really brought it to this. And then also totally, totally impressed with um Zoelle Griggs, who plays Indigo, and Skylin Brooks, who play Hamster. Like very good, yes. It's, it's been a while since I've seen young characters feel real. Like, their story, who they are, and everything felt real. It, it, it felt like one of those things where their characters were loosely based on them, or strongly based on them, just based on them in any single way. Like, it came from some sort of real-life reference. And I, I thought that was great. And then also, because now we're going to get into spoilers and everything, Glenn Howerton, full shock me. Right, yeah. Barely even recognized him within the first 10 minutes as a blonde. Yeah. I know him from, you know, a, um, what the show, um, AP, was it? Oh, man. AP Bio, is that what you're talking AP about? AP Bio, yes. I know him from AP Bio, and I know him from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So seeing him in a role like this was very intriguing. What did you think about him in this role? I think the acting overall was very good. And I think the reason that's impressive is because with the blockbuster superhero movies, that's kind of the last thing you look for. Yeah. And I think it's definitely a strength of the movie that they picked very good actors that worked well with their characters. Because I can't say one bad thing about the acting. Even to that scene, we'll we'll get into this scene, I guess, a little bit later, but the scene with the bald guy in the room the hotel room. Yeah, Paul Shear, Paul Shear. Yes. That was great too. I think whoever did the casting for this movie did a really good job cuz I was very impressed with most if not all the actors. Yeah, I I completely agree. And I think also what I really liked is how like if you look, like let's look at how Glenn Howerton looked in this movie. 
not villainesque at all. No. And they they turned him and instead of giving like the stereotypic like tatted out drug dealer and things like that, they went with a 80s porn star look. He looked like which, a car salesman. Yes, which I <laughs> yeah. absolutely loved and it worked for it. Like and and you didn't think like going into it he would become as such a villain as he did. You know, it was a slow, it, it wasn't so much of a slow build up to his character, no, but it yeah. definitely like things shifted and it was slow as you got to really see who this, who this guy was. And he played the, the manager, which is a great name. I like the simplicity of it and everything. Right. Um, but I really enjoyed, um, especially he has the one scene in the end with Indigo when they have that standoff and yeah. just love the fact that he's just wearing short shorts during a standoff in the middle of a sky rise building. I think it's just so great. Um, but yeah, he really impressed me. Um, the Paul Shear scene was really, really great. I liked how it was filmed from where you could see it from like the big climactic part of that scene where you could see it from the mirror. Yeah. I appreciated yeah. that angle and how it was told there. I felt like it was more of a surprise and it kind of gave like that sense where once it happened, you were like, oh, my God. Like, if you were not, like, looking in the right place, you could have missed it. But it was a good thing, you know, because it just added so much more shock value yeah. to it. No, I couldn't agree. That scene was great. One of my favorites from the movie. Oh, and then also, we got to give a shout out to Joseph Reitman, who <laughs> carries the nihilism book with him in almost every scene. And I don't know why. I don't understand why that book was picked. I do not understand who was like, yeah, let's just make him carry this book for almost every single scene. It was a brilliant choice because I found myself just laughing at it every time I spotted spotted it within like a scene. I I liked it too. I didn't catch it for a while though. Yeah, because he was like always like covering it and then like, I was, I was like, like I was looking at him, like, what is he like holding? And then at the bottom, I was finally able to make it out and see nihilism, and it. I think he literally has it in every single scene he's in. That's really funny. <laughs> That's it kind really of like reminded me of like a, I, I don't know, like kind of like a Deadpool esque like humor, just like yeah. randomly thrown in to like just give in some like pizzazz here and there. But I thought it it worked really well. Um, but I, I completely agree where I do believe the acting did not miss a beat in this movie. Yeah. Not at all. It was it was on point at every moment. Um, so now let's get to the story. Let's talk about more about the story. Um, I just got to say it. The best part of the movie where is where for not even a second, for... 30 minutes you are convinced that this man's superhero abilities are from methamphetamines oh yeah absolutely love that little surprise love that little take and was not expecting that at all because it's always one of those things where like i found myself watching a superhero movie and be like oh yeah watch it's nothing at all watch it's just drugs watch it's just this or that <laughs> And to finally have that be said in, like, a movie was just so great to me. There's definitely an irony about it to be appreciated. Because the superhero for most of the movie, if you guys haven't seen it, is a homeless man. 
he looks like a homeless man. He literally yeah, he's a begrudging a homeless man who's just always drinking, claims that the whiskey on his planet is so much stronger and which is why he drinks so much. And like, it's one of those things where people entertain it, but don't believe him. Yeah, exactly. What did you think about the dynamic between him and the character, but between um, Max Fist and the character Chloe, played by Amy, uh, I didn't mention her name, Amy uh, Semites, Semites. What did you think of the the, the Max Fist and Cleo? That's the Bond girl, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. I think the initial, where you realize what's going on between them was great. I was like, whoa, okay, pretty cool. I like it. Mm. Um... I wish there was a little bit more chemistry. I don't know why, but one of the things that kind of struck me as a negative is that I did feel a little off. It felt very robotic to me. That's all I'm going to say. And it felt I, very, I could quick, see that. very quick. I remember thinking like, okay, that's really fast. It's all happening really fast. Um, but she herself is a great actress. I did like her character a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but between them, I did feel like the the lead up uh their scenes together it did feel a little robotic to me i could see that because it kind of felt like with the mentioning of cleo and everything it was like and i i'm gonna say it was it was a slow tone but keep in mind like this is an hour and a half movie it's not really slow slow it's not like dragging or anything but it kind of creeps up and it slowly becomes bigger and bigger and then boom cleo's in the car and it's just that is it. Cleo's a person and she's real and and you're just trying to figure out everything. And I feel like there could have been a little bit of a softer way to introduce her. Um, That's kind of just being picky though, but I do feel like it could have been a little bit softer. Uh, And how would that be done? I I personally can't imagine how it, like, it's just, I think I would have wished it was just a little bit softer leading her character in and kind of letting the buildup of like who is Cleo be more of a softer like oh kind of put together rather than a oh okay she's there yeah it just felt a little rushed to me for sure what Mm -hmm. did you think personally I like the character Cleo I liked how you constantly like like with the whole drug thing, you you thought like maybe Cleo's the name of a drug. Maybe, you know, Cleo's real. Maybe Cleo is like, because I, and I like this idea of how while watching the movie, I was trying to make my own hypothesis. And several, like, I, I liked the fact that they added her in there for that reason. Like wondering who's Cleo? Is Cleo real? Is Cleo this? Like, and the amount of like, while just watching the movie, because I was watching with my boyfriend, we were just kind of ratting off, like, maybe Cleo is, like, his dead ex-wife, and he hasn't been the same. Like, I liked her presence in the film that way, because it kind of just allowed me and, you know, my boyfriend to just go, like, what if, what if? So I really thought her character was definitely vital towards the story, and vital in the way where it doesn't make the story like because of her character and because of where she is within the story, it makes it really tough to predict the outcome. Yeah. Like no. it, for me, like I probably, it wasn't until like my 10th, like my 10th hypothesis and like maybe in 45 minutes, like minutes into the movie for me to go, 
oh, maybe she's like an ex-wife or maybe, you know, just trying to figure it out. Yeah. And I really, really appreciated that. No, I I like that aspect. You don't see that. There's always, I think, in superhero movies, (laughs) go back to like the big ones, there's always some kind of reveal, but it's never a reveal that keeps you guessing the whole movie. You're not trying to figure it out. You're just kind of enjoying the movie. So I, I appreciated they added that extra element. Yeah, and like I said, I really liked also now switching to the two younger characters, Indigo. <clears throat> Ooh, sorry, I got a little catch in my throat. Um, Indigo and Hamster. Um, I really liked their additions. I really thought both of them, and also their own little storyline within the movie was great. And I it just felt so authentic, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think they were a really good addition. And they were a believable addition, most importantly, because I think having that extra like subplot was pretty much the movie. It drove the movie. And their characters, I think, are the heart of the movie. So it was definitely important to get that across, and I think they did a really good job doing that. Absolutely. Um, so now let's talk about um, directing and editing. So, And the reason why I specifically mentioned editing is to incorporate also the animation sequences and things like that that are found within the movie. Um, directing I thought was good. Um, I really thought, um, like, especially in the end, like during the skyscraper sequences and things like that, it was done really well. I do want to talk about the animation. Um, what did you think of the animation personally? So in theory, I thought it was really cool. Like the idea of it and even some of the scenes, I was like, oh, really cool. I've always liked that. Um, Spider-Man did something like that, for example. Mm -hmm. Um, I really like it. I think it's a cool addition. I don't know if it worked all the time. There were some moments where I felt like in general, those scenes were used more for like explaining a lot of exposition, a lot of like spoon feeding the audience. Mm -hmm. So I felt like it was a missed opportunity in my opinion. And sometimes it didn't work. But in mm-hmm. theory, I do like when movies do that, especially superhero movies. Yeah, I I personally, I did like it. And I liked that because it was a different style of animation than I was expecting. I believe it could be more described as like um, 3D animation, but with a lot of 2D elements. Right. And here's the good and bad thing about doing something like that. Good thing is it very much so mimics comics. Like when you have like the 3D realistic, you know, animation, but with movement of 2D, it's like, it's kind of like as if you were reading it off a page, especially with those 2D elements, well, like out of a comic book, which I really, really liked. And I also liked um, the style of the animation. I cannot recall who did the animation, but it reminded me of um, one of my favorite graphic novels um, called Tokyo, not ghoul, not drift. Oh my god, Tokyo what? You gave me the comic. I have it in my house right now. Oh man, it's Tokyo not cool. What is it? It's Tokyo oh, G. Tokyo Tokyo Ghost? Thank no. you. Tokyo yeah. Ghost. It okay. is Tokyo Ghost. That is my all-time favorite favorite graphic novel. And I really liked how a lot of the colors and everything implemented from something like that. Don't know if that was an inspiration, but I just like that cuz that's like one of my favorite graphic novels of all time. Very cool. Um, But I really liked it. I do think there's also some, like, when it transitioned from, you know, 
Joe M's character, Max Fist, and then went into an animation. It was a little bit roughed at some parts, yeah. um, especially like there's one part with, and I also do think um, at the time I didn't think it was necessary, but it did make sense in the end when they talk about Max Fist um, and his like crystal arm. When it segued into that, it was a little bit of a rough transition, just in my opinion. I'm not an animator or anything, but I do feel like it could have been a little bit smoother. But I really did like the animation. I thought it added that comic book element that sometimes is missing from these big, big blockbuster movies. So I really appreciated that. Um, And also for like, I think, I think I... I think I got something, a little bit of an Easter egg since I'm talking about comics. Um, So I don't know, Savannah, if you know, but Joe Manganiello was actually in the first Spider-Man movie. He was. I remember him. He He was was a bully. bully. He was a bully. And one thing that I caught after like going like, oh my God, yeah, he was in that, was he was referencing um, like characters from his other planet and things. And one of the characters um, had the last name of his character. It was a Flash something. His character's name was Flash something. But one of the characters he mentioned had that last name. And then also another character had the name The Spider. And I was like, is this is this a little bit of a Spider-Man reference? Because I dig it. I so like it was that. really, I really enjoyed that stuff. And I do feel like, um, I like I do like comics and stuff, but I'm sure like I could tell like there was some little bit more Easter eggs here and there like and stuff. And so I really, really just appreciated all those as someone who is a nerd. Um, and yeah, so overall with the directing and editing, I think it was good. And honestly, like if we're really like talking about it, it's really good for a more lower budget movie. Like they did a lot and they did a lot well. Yeah. Considering like this wasn't a $300 million budget and stuff right. like that. So I really think that the execution was fantastic on the directing and editing parts with just the little the little rough transitions here and there. Agreed. Um, so Savannah, what is your, do you have any final thoughts? Anything else you want to say? Or do you want to jump right in and slap on a little uh, review <laughs> on it? Little little scale. Um, I'll just say that, again, I really appreciate a, a, I appreciate originality in movies, especially now, because like I said, a lot of just movies in general are very copy-paste, and with superhero movies, I don't think I've seen an original one, maybe ever, maybe one or two, I don't Mm -hmm. really know. Um, so to see that was actually really refreshing, and I think it, this, this, these type of movies are going to do a lot for the genre. I think the casting, acting, even the storyline was very good. Um, only negatives for me, and this is being nitpicky, is just a lot of exposition. I felt like they spoon-fed me too much, and then there were rough transitions. But other than that, it's a pretty solid movie. And if you're looking for a new and good superhero movie, give this a shot. Because I was very, very impressed. <clears throat> I definitely agree. Um, so what what number do you give it? I think I think an eight out of ten is fair. So like a B. Damn. That's good. That's good. Um, for me, I think it's entertaining. I think it's fun. I think it's really well done and it's really well paced too. I can't stand movies that are like 
three hours long that are, because it's so hard to balance superhero movies between just nothing but action or nothing but talk. And I felt like this had a really good balance. Dude, any any superhero movie that's over three hours long is pretentious. I said it. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. It's pretentious. She said it. She put it out in the universe. It's there. It's not the Titanic. But I can, yeah, I can see that. I can definitely see that. But overall, I do highly recommend it. Um, oh, what, 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 what? I, I also rated it on rewatchability. So I definitely rewatch this. It has a great, uh, you know, going back rate. Like I'd go back a few times a year and watch it. Definitely fun. Yeah, honestly. I'm. I think I'm gonna get an eight point two. Don't know why the point two, but I'm gonna give it an eight point two because it's resonating with me. Um, yeah, I give it an eight point two. Like you know what? It it really is just, and it sucks too because I see so many reviews that I feel like so many people sadly just went in thinking like this is gonna be the next Avengers. This is gonna be this, and it's like, dude, just take the movie for what it is. Like, you can't go in with huge yeah. expectations like that. I, and I sadly think that's what a lot of people went in. And I wish, like, man, I, I if if you are listening to this, definitely give this a chance and just be open-minded about it. Because it really is a good and enjoyable movie. Absolutely. And I, I think we're just getting a little too used to not having diversity in superhero movies. And hopefully this will break it, you know? Because I think we're just used to seeing the same things. And they're, like you said, they're probably looking like, oh, Marvel or DC, whatever. And I'm hoping this could kind of break that stereotype. Not every superhero movie has to be the same. And you know what? You mentioned diversity. And I do want to point out, this is one of the very few superhero movies that I've seen where bringing in diverse characters and everyone from different backgrounds and stuff didn't feel forced. I feel like so many times I'm watching a superhero movie where sadly, I'm wondering if they just kind of wrote a character in just to fit like a diversity quota. Like brown, you know, you know, yeah. Where this feels like everyone is who is in this movie, it's diverse, but everyone has a place in this movie. It's and I really appreciate like, that. Exactly, they didn't do it for brownie points, or like it. It definitely fit the movie. These characters are the movie, and I think that's important in general. So good for them. Honestly, it's nice yeah, to see I, that. I definitely, definitely recommend this movie. Um, and so let's talk about, um, so just a little quick update to our schedule. Um, so we're still going to be doing our once a week. We are cutting back because now we're both getting into the thick of it with the, the new semester oh. and everything like that. So um, we were usually if you are a fan of us and if you listen to us a lot we typically do like three movies a week or it'll be one movie and two short films sadly because of time constraints and everything um we are going to cut back on that so it'll be like one or two movies maybe a short film um here and there um and yeah so that's our new schedule it's still going to be every episode will be out sunday at noon um, and if there isn't an episode Sunday at noon, it's because school got the best of us. And sometimes we're not always able to update on that. But we're really trying to make in as much time and for Purple Noon because we just have so much fun doing it. But please understand, if you see like one or two weeks where there's a Sunday that has been uploaded, it's probably because we had an exam or we were just swamped with work. 
Um, but thank you guys so, so, so much for listening. Um, please make sure to check out our Instagram and TikTok where we do little segments. My segments haven't been going up as often. I apologize, but Savannah <laughs> is on it. Savannah is on it with her game, with her um, The Good, The Bad, and The Unboxing, which I highly recommend. It's one of my Thank favorite you. shows out there. Um, and yeah, just definitely check out um, the Audemic Media website. Guys. What Dude, was that? They need to keep up with us. Follow us on social media. We'll update you. Follow us on social media, whether it be my life, whether it be her life, whether it be Purple Noon life, whatever. Check it out. Um, And also, um, not to like be too much of a spoiler, but if you haven't read my short story, Idol, which is available on Amazon, you might want to read it. And you know what? If you like it, you'll be updated soon because I'm making another short story. This is all I'm living for is the next story. That is all. You know what? You know what? I'm just going to say this out there just in case anyone is like going through something right now or needs some life advice. Get yourself a best friend that's also your biggest fan. I promote all her things everywhere constantly. She really does. She's great at it. But I'm going to be coming out and I'll probably announce it soon on um, my Instagram and you'll probably see some stuff on Savannah's Instagram about it. Um, I'm in the process of writing another new short film. No, short story um, that will also be released on um, Amazon Kindle. It'll be available as an ebook. And guess what? It'll be available for the low, low price of a dollar. So (laughs) save up your little... Save up your little uh, movie change. Save up your little guys. Cheaper. Everyone's got a dollar. No excuses. Everyone's got a dollar. Um, And next time we're going to be talking about Tenet. However, I do want to right now add something else. Okay. We, as a curveball, should (laughs) talk about the short film you and I both recently watched, Daddy. Oh, wow. I heard the ring drop. (laughs) Did I start something? <laughs> no, I was taking off my ring, and then you said that, and I, I flustered. I got flustered. I that that's a wild one. We should. I'd be interested in talking about. Because I was thinking about, I'm like, you know what? I want to talk about it. So tune in next time for next week when we talk about Tenet and Daddy. <laughs> it's a little bit of a mix match combo, but okay. nonetheless, it will be a good good episode. And we can't wait to see you until next time. Bye, everyone. Bye.